Whisper. We are so glad you're here with us today. Today I have with me Heather Starnes. She attends Gretna Brethren Church with me and she is also the wife of our pastor. And uh, we are going to talk about Rahab today. She said when we were talking about doing this podcast that Rahab was who she wanted to talk about because she just loves to, to dive into her and has learned, has taught me a few things. So welcome Heather. I'm so glad that you could join me today. Hi. So let's just dive right in. Let's start with the characteristics um, uh, that you see in Rahab. First of all, I'm going to say she was very bold. For her to hide and courageous, to hide these spies in the, the world that she lived in as a woman, just everything is wrong with that, and she was not afraid to do it. So she was bold and she was courageous. I think she was trustworthy to the spies. She did everything that she said she would do, plus she did more at the beginning than she even said she would. And um, I think she's very trusting for her to um, ask for the things she asked for, and her mom, her dad, her sister and brother, everyone that was in her family, and to trust that they would come back. I think she was very trusting in that. So what characteristics did you see? Well, I don't think she was very trusting. I think she was very loyal but not very trusting. Rahab was an outcast in her area. And because of that, I think that she learned to protect herself by not trusting others. Yeah, I think you're right. And uh, we talked about that a little bit before we started and we were kind of going over the characteristics and you said that you didn't think that she was very trusting. And I thought that was interesting, but I wanted people to hear your your view of that because sometimes you know sometimes it's it could be in the middle but I, th I think it's good for people to hear different ideas and I love the word that you used when we were talking ahead of time shrewd shrewd you thought that she was shrewd in Very. how she handled that and I love that and she had to be a little bit because if she wasn't she wouldn't she wouldn't have been able to be bold I think very shrewd and very clever I think she saw and knew what was coming and there was no way to get around it and she was formulating a plan and wondering what she was going to do and god presented these two spies at her door yeah and and she had talked about how they were melting in fear and mm -hmm. here she had her opportunity to go a different direction than everyone else and i love that about her um and and just the strength that she had to do that and it's interesting that you use the word loyalty because when they're using the word kindly I got the root of that and it is loyal okay so um, you're right she was very loyal very loyal to her family very. I don't know how loyal they were to her because another characteristic that she had was she was a harlot she was uh, you know her house was a house of a prostitute and um, she was not very well thought of in the society that she lived in. And I, I think that's one of the cool parts of this story is that she was a harlot. She was a woman um, whose moral choices up to this point could certainly be questioned. And yet God used her to help the spies and the mm -hmm. spies weren't afraid to use her either. So um, use and her why, why they went to the prostitute's house of all places? Uh, you know what I think that was? I think that was because people come in and they go out and it's really easy to do mm -hmm. that without 
really catching anyone's attention. So I think they were very intentional in doing that. It didn't actually work because the king somehow knew they were there. Yeah. Which I find interesting. So apparently if you run a house of ill repute, people will tell on you. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not do that then. Yeah. (laughs) So, but I love that you use that word loyalty because we'll, we'll get into that later. So she was not a woman of high integrity or high moral no. standards up till this point. Yes. Certainly what she did um, started to change that for her. And let's talk about what what she said to um, the spies when they came. Um, because she uses verbiage that I think is very interesting. Um, in verse 11, I think, um, she, she's talking to the spies about um, what they've heard about them, you know, about the Red Sea and, and Sion and Gaog, um, the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan. And in 11, she said, when we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. And those words are really telling because if you go to Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 39, those words are, those exact words are used there. And she uses them. And I wonder, was she already converted? Had she already studied about God? Was God using her? Because they would know what that verbiage meant. They would have known. Mm -hmm. They would have known. But she does know about the Israelites crossing the Red Sea yes. and the parting of it, mm-hmm. which was 40 years prior. Right. 40 or more years prior. So th- things like that tend to hang around. <laughs> pretty, pretty big, uh, pretty big doings. So, um, but yeah, that, maybe that was a sign to the spies. I think it this was. is this is where you're supposed to be, and that you can trust her. Yeah, and I. It's interesting, and I read a lot in the commentaries about the fact that she lied to the king to give them time. And in my mind, I never thought about that before because it's such a part of, um, you know, that she had to do that for them to be able to, to, you know, win over Jericho, but she lied. And it's very, the Bible's also very clear, or the Torah at that time was very clear about lying. So that, you know, is just another mark against her. Although I guess if you can be a prostitute, lying probably comes pretty easily (laughs) for you. That's that's where I came to to it. I mean, she, yeah, she lied, but she's already a prostitute. I just think it's another telltale sign of where she was in her walk at that time. Right, right. And uh, who she became. So let's talk about that because... We've, we've talked about her, and she does this great, bold, and courageous thing, and it changes her life. I think it changed her life more than she ever could have imagined, mm-hmm. because all she was asking for was that her family be safe. Safe. And they agreed to do that if they were in her, in her house with the red cord um, in the window so they knew where, and they couldn't be outside. Anyone that was outside of no. her house, they couldn't, because they couldn't differentiate between who was her family and who wasn't but if they were in that home with her they would be saved and so she had such loyalty to her family but I also look at this as whatever we've done whatever we've done in our lives and how no matter how bad it is God can use still use us he still used her she was a harlot Mm -hmm. and a liar 
-hmm. And she went into what I like to call the Hall of Faith in Hebrews. She was mentioned in that. 1131 is the verse that she's mentioned in. So she became someone that they revered Mm -hmm. as history went on. And also James used her in... um, Oh, that's my favorite book. Yeah, chapter 2, verse 25 He said, in the same way was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them in a different direction. And he's talking about faith versus works there. Mm -hmm. She had faith, faith. but she backed it up with her actions. Mm -hmm. And so she even made James. So she's quite, quite famous. (laughs) Yes, she is. And I just love the hope that, that her story brings to all of us today that we are, um, whatever I've done in the past, whatever you've done in the past, whatever any of us have done in the past, the mercy and grace that even we see in the Old Testament before Jesus died for our sins, Mm -hmm. that he gave her and her family Mm -hmm. simply because she believed. Mm -hmm. She believed enough to do that. And of course, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, she's, you know, one of five women in the lineage of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So... Well, the whole gospel can be found in just the story of Rahab. The rope in Hebrew is shaval, and it can also mean pain. So, Which I did not know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I just found this out. <laughs> Delving a little deeper into what these ropes and cords meant is where I uh-huh. kind of went. Yeah. And it can be pain or marking off a territory or it can even be uh, reminiscent of a noose mm-hmm. mm. for death. Right. So if you take that area, she led the spies out of her house down the rope. Right. Through the pain. Yeah. Had them hide in the hills for three days. Three days. Three days. Does that remind you of something? Yes. The, Jesus hid in the tomb. <laughs> right. And then she put the cord out. And that's very reminiscent of the scarlet the, cord. the scarlet cord, the red cord of the blood of the lamb. Yeah. Being her saving, her savior and her, her grace and her mercy. That's awesome. Um, I, I have to admit, I did not know this. Heather shared a little bit of this before the uh, before we started, and I just thought that was so cool. And to you know, that's what I love about the Bible. The more you dig, the more you find. Yes. I have not I, I will admit, and I told you this, the cord intrigued me, but I know me, and I knew if I started down that hole, I would dig and dig and dig, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do the basics that I need to do. So I'm glad that you were able to do that and share it, because that is way cool. I like that. Isn't that way cool? Yeah, I really like that. And it's, it's just, it's so interesting how we think of the Bible as all these books within it, but it's one book. And it's all about Jesus. Yeah. Even the Old Testament. Yes. And I think that sometimes we get so mired in these stories and the, you know, as you're reading, as you're reading through Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, which is where I'm at in my read through the Bible in a year, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I'm doing it through an app and I am loving it, but it's, Jesus is there if we are looking for him. And so I think sometimes we lose track of that mm-hmm. and so just learning that everything in the Bible is about Jesus and points to him one way or another and I love that that simple little cord that's just mentioned what two three times 
is and that, word, that big. And that word for cord is a different word too. Yeah. It's not the same as rope. Right. Because I, I had, I, I recently, as I'm going through that, I, I did the, um, you know, the, all the cords in the tabernacle and what okay. they mean. And so I've done that. And that's why I knew if I dug into this cord, mm-mm-mm. <laughs> You may not come back. If I may not be able to get to what I need to get back to. But thank you for sharing that because I just love how you found how this little piece of the Bible, just these few verses, point to Jesus through um, the different pieces. So I love that. So let's let's dive into the lineage of Jesus and what what that means. You know, here we have a woman. Before her is Sarah. Her lineage is Mm -hmm. in the Bible. And Tamar. And then Rahab. And Tamar's uh, way to get there wasn't all that great either. But we'll save that story for another day. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and even Sarah, you know. But um, Well, there's not one person in the Bible that hasn't sinned except except Jesus. Jesus. Well, that's true. (laughs) But she, you know, the life that she was living was so far from where the Israelites wanted to be, and yet because of her, um, because of her courage and her boldness, and what she did to save them um, and help them take over Jericho, th- she became one of them. Not right away. And there's a verse in there where they talk about she was on the outside for a while, but she had to become clean because that's mm-hmm. such an important part at that time mm-hmm. in in their heritage. But eventually she came into that and must have married um, an Israelite. And then we um, probably have heard the story of Ruth and Boaz. She is Boaz's mother. And raised a very godly man. <laughs> exactly. And she was not even an Israelite. At, right. But I, she had to be godly. She, was, she had yes. to be to, to want. And, and you talked earlier about her fear of God. But I think that fear, which isn't the kind of fear we talk about, but that fear of God took her to a place of, of devotion to him. Mm-hmm. For Boaz to be raised the way that he was and live the life he lived, she had to have had a huge change of heart. And again, it's just the hope and the grace that come with that for all of us, whatever mm-hmm. we've done wrong, because we all sin too, and we all know where we fall on that scale, but to know that God can use us regardless of our past. And that we can have a new future through him mm-hmm. when we trust him and nothing. And in him. She was a prostitute, and this one instance, yeah, changed her future forever. It did, it did. Um, and I, I did a, a little, just a little mini um, blog on Postbook on Facebook the other day, and uh, talked about overcoming versus becoming. And she didn't really overcome. She became something new through this process. She didn't become an Israelite because she couldn't do that, but she became a part of the Israel's, a part of Israel's family, mm-hmm. and then became a part of Jesus' lineage. And I just think that's awesome that someone that was a prostitute, you know, we all have our people. But my dad found out when he when they did some digging into our backgrounds, and um, I mean the name is Rather, very German, that one of his great great uncles was a part of. Um, one of the prison camps where mm-hmm. he was a guard there and so probably did some horrific things and my dad was devastated by that but my dad didn't know him and he had no part of it so it really you know didn't affect who he became but it's still a part of his heritage and Rahab is a part of Jesus heritage both the bad 
but more importantly, the good. Mm -hmm. So let's see. So as we as we talked about um, the characteristics of Rahab, one of the things that that I like to talk about on this podcast, at least in this series, is why, if you knew, if you met Rahab today, why would she be your friend? What of her characteristics would make you say, this woman is my my girlfriend? I bet Rahab had some serious stories. I'll bet she did too. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's nothing that she has not seen. And it would be fun to just sit there yeah, and listen. listen. Not to glorify in the 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 sinful nature, but in the saving grace nature exactly. of where she came from. To see those stories turned into what she became. And I think, you know, they always, we always talk about, I, I think sometimes as Christians we like to keep those sins and other things hidden because mm-hmm. now we're Christians and we don't want to talk about where we've been. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to to be able to show people it doesn't matter what you've been through. They're in the one of us sitting in that church that doesn't have something in their background. And if we are only showing our best at church and only talking about those things that are godly, people feel like they can't attain it. They can, if we're honest, telling those stories, Mm -hmm. not to glorify the sin, but to glorify where God brought her, where God brings us. So I think I think she would have fun stories too, or stories. <laughs> and we shouldn't say fun. <laughs> um, and life is hard for all of us. I'm, she has battle scars. Oh yeah. Lots yeah. of. She had to unpack a lot of hurt. Yes. To. And I'm sure she laid it all at God's feet, and that's how she was able to carry on. Yeah, but but that brings to another another point. And, and maybe it was the shrewdness you talked about. Why would she trust these spies? Because I am sure that she was used, abused in ways we don't know about. Yes. I'm sure that um, she was. I, I can't exiled. even imagine. Yeah, that she was she, not accepted in her community. Who knows what her family thought of yeah. her? Yeah, she wasn't living with her family. I don't believe. Yeah, that's what you were saying. I, which I had thought it was opposite, but after listening to what you had to say, I think you're probably right. Um, that she probably wasn't because they actually say bring them to to your, to your house. Yeah. So um, yeah, I just I think all of that. So what makes her trust somebody that's not even there to pay her for her services? I think it was she knew what was coming from what she had seen around her. She was smart enough to know that they weren't going to make it out, and I think she grabbed the opportunity. Yeah. And said, this is my best hope. And, you know, we talked earlier about Deuteronomy. uh, I think it's uh, 4.39. We talked earlier about God saying that, yes, that's what it is. And um, I think it's interesting. That came from God. It had had to come from God. So maybe she was hearing God's voice or his nudgings, what we consider the Holy Spirit today. Maybe she had opened her heart to that. Mm-hmm. And so she had an inkling that it was coming, and she was preparing, and he was giving her ideas of how to do that. I still think 
trust is hard. Even when you know you have Jesus and you're counting on Jesus, trust can be hard, especially when you've been hurt so many times. So it's just another layer of that story. And that's one of the reasons I would want to be your girlfriend, because I would just want to hug on her and just, you know, help melt those issues away that she had um, suffered through, whatever that, whatever that looked like for her. Mm-hmm. You know, someday, every time I, I do this podcast, I always say, I hope that we get the whole story when we're in heaven. And I realize I that when so we're too. in heaven, we're either not going to care or we're going to get the whole story. It's so I true. get that. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I look at the wise woman, and I'm so enamored by her. I mean, it's eight verses in the Bible. Yeah. But it is packed full of who she was and how she managed that and, and how we can all be her. And Rahab is the same way. She has much more, um, many more verses in the Bible, but still, there's just so much I would like to know about her. Mm-hmm. Mary Magdalene's the same way. I want to know about her. So I'm hoping that we get to see movies of this in heaven. (laughs) You know, the real thing. Yeah, yeah. I just think we're going to be there for eternity. Surely we're going to bump into them at some time. (laughs) Be able to ask those questions. Yeah, that's my thought. That's, I'm sure, I'm sure. So, um, well, she would be my friend because I would want to help take away that hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I would just want to hug her and help her find trust again but also her courage is amazing her courage is amazing and and I would love I I think that would make me love her too that she could do that and you know can you imagine all the you know the Israelites are in their camp and the women are doing their thing and they all come back they've won over Jericho and here's this woman they know nothing about and they know nothing about her so they haven't heard the rumors they don't know and she has a new chance and she's an opportunity to go in there and just be loved on by the Israeli women and who they you know how they treated each other and become who they were mm-hmm. and I just think that's awesome a did they ever know? brand new start well I guess she they knew she was a harlot because they bring it up all the time so <laughs> it was written down so but you know I mean think about it that the women whose husbands were the spies that she saved. Can you imagine mm-hmm. them just running up to her and and I did look into who the spies her. might have been. And, oh yeah. And Jewish tradition says it's Pinehas, who I don't know, and Caleb. Well, Caleb makes sense because he was with uh, Joshua. Joshua when they did the first the first round. time. And and it's interesting too. We didn't talk about this. And it's not really about Rahab, but I did. I do find it interesting that Joshua chose to do this with two spies that only the three of them knew about. Mm-hmm. because last time Secretly. it did not work well. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, they all ended up mad at God and being disobedient. He wanted to make sure that he encouraged the obedience. And Caleb makes sense to me. Yeah, it does. He was he was, um, he was one of the first ones, and he knew, and, and Joshua knew Joshua he would be truthful. Joshua would trust him. Because Caleb was truthful before, and nobody yeah. listened to him. So. And I find it funny that the first time with the 12, they, were, they came back, and the other spies were, oh, they're... The Canaanites are huge. They were, they're, we're grasshoppers <laughs> compared to them. And now these same Canaanites are trembling in fear at what the Lord has done. I, exactly. Well, they were then too because the Red Sea had already happened, but maybe they hadn't heard about it yet. <laughs> they didn't have phones. They didn't have internet. might take a while <laughs> to get that word around. So. It didn't go viral. No, <laughs> <laughs> it did not. So, so we'd both be our friend for, for some of the same reasons and some different reasons, but... Um, you know, it's just—it's always intriguing to look, especially at women of the Bible. That that there's there's not really a lot about anyone, not even Jesus. You know, like his young life, like 
You know, did he ever get sassy with his mom? I wonder about that. I have wondered that real. several times. You know, he was he was human, but he never sinned. And honoring your parents, so I'm guessing not. But I'm and can ask. you imagine being the pressure of raising God? Do you really know? <laughs> I, Thank you I for not ask. asking me to do Mary. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she's not even in this because I just don't even know how any of us could do that. But yeah, we have two more weeks after this. But so one question I always ask. Um, everybody at the end is, what are you reading right now that is changing your life? Besides the Bible. <laughs> I don't read anything. Either. Oh, you don't? In the Bible, not really, not, it, read it, yeah. Because you spend a lot of time in the Bible. I spend a lot of time in the Bible. Um, what did I come across today? I highlighted it on my Bible app. I love the Bible app. And, um, hold <laughs> But your gifts with grace had me looking. That it was asked a mentor question. Mm -hmm. Why do I think I would be a good mentor? Mm -hmm. I think is what it was. And basically, we should all be being mentors. Mm -hmm. And I came across a verse when I did this. Uh -huh. uh, Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. And for some reason that struck me today, it's from Galatians 6, uh -huh. 6. Yeah. The one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. That's a mentoring relationship right there. It is, it is. And I thought that it just, I don't know why, it just sunk so deep into my Heart. I, I do think we're called to, um, as physically older women who have raised our children, to be mentors to younger women that are raising their children, but also um, younger in spiritual maturity. I, mm -hmm. think, I think both of those are calls of women, men as well for men, but for us to um, support women as they do that. And so, mm -hmm. so you do, so you, you do a lot with the Bible, so we're going to count that for you. <laughs> my verse of the day yeah, for myself. That's, that's really cool. And and I do think it's it's true that um, we should be helping and that's become such a passion of mine, helping women understand the true Bible, not picking and choosing pieces here and there and coming up with what we need to to be worldly, but to really understand God's word as God intended it. Because there's so much freedom in that. You know, you look mm -hmm. at somebody like Rahab and you know, we hear the stories all the time, but when you see something like this, it becomes really um, powerful to know, gosh, and personal. She, yeah, she was, she was in the lineage of Jesus, and not only was she in the lineage, she's one of five women who mm -hmm. is named, only five, out of all those names in Matthew 1. The fact that even five women got named yes. amazes me, and because one of they is followed mother. men. <laughs> they followed, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, uh, Bathsheba didn't even get named. She was the wife of Uzariah. Is that how you say it? Uzariah? Uriah? Uriah. Yeah. She didn't even get her name in there. She got wife of. Her <laughs> <laughs> Bathsheba. Well, you know. <laughs> She's still in the line, so I guess it's all okay. Well, Heather, thank you so much for joining me and talking about this courageous woman who gives us so much hope that wherever we've been in our life, 
God can use us to further his kingdom. This mm-hmm. woman opened the first door to the promised land. That's all she did was open a door Yeah, to two people. And, and that from that, they became this great nation because one woman said, I am not going to live in fear. I am going to handle this my way and no one else's. And she did. They were able to take their first big place um, in the promised land. And uh, then she had Boaz, and he has his own story with Ruth. And then later she is named in the lineage of Jesus because she opened a door. And she had faith, and she believed. So thank you for sharing this with me. Thank you for asking me. Next week, we are going to be talking about the Samaritan woman, and Tracy McPherson will be on the podcast, and we're going to unpack who she was. And every time we talk about the New Testament, we talk about how Jesus was just gently changing those barriers And we're going to talk about that again next week with the Samaritan women. Have a good day.